You're listening to It Definitely Can Hurt, hosted by Steve Muir. This show can be heard live on Saturdays at 3 p.m. on KCIA. This podcast comes out the following Sunday. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to It Definitely Can Hurt. I am your host, Steve Muir. Um, This is our first pre-recorded episode. We're recording on Friday, uh, Friday the 15th, and we're going to air tomorrow on Saturday live, Um, but it will still be uploaded to platforms Sunday like normal. Um, And the reason I'm recording early this week is because I am joined by my friend, Hal Martinez. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, you know, it's we're stuck in our homes, um, <laughs> but not terrible. I'm super, super excited about this episode. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Florida water that we mentioned on a past episode with Sam, um, and then we both... I'm really excited about this, and I think you are, too, wanted to talk about natural cures for schizophrenia. I'm so excited. Um, Spoiler, there kind of aren't any, but, you know, we can go through it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, um, up top, I wanted to touch on something we talked about previously. Um, We had an episode, I think it was episode Two, where we talked about people thinking that 5G was causing the coronavirus. Um, and uh, a news article came out this past week that said that uh, in the UK, there's a lot of anti-5G posters being hung on cell towers, and the posters have razor blades under them, so when people go to do maintenance on the cell towers, they're being attacked for apparently causing COVID. So I guess be careful with posters on cell towers, and if you're doing that, don't do that <laughs> yeah jesus christ yeah 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 <laughs> this is a really good example of like misinformation can be really actively harmful because i'm sure these people think that they're like defending their neighborhoods from 5g but <laughs> all you're doing is like hurting innocent engineers <laughs> wow not great okay so you wanted to talk about florida water i had never heard of it until pretty recently what is it so florida water is um technically what it is is it's just cheap cologne it's like three dollars for a bottle or something um but it is super popular in um american folk magic uh specifically in hoodoo so it's used a lot um in the south Mm -hmm. and actually it has nothing to do with the state florida it has to do with the Spanish word for flower, which is flor. Got it. Um, and so it essentially sense. means flowery water. Okay. Which um, Hispanics have been using a lot uh, for a long time, flower water, to cleanse spaces, energetic cleansing, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. So similar um, similar to the way you might, like, burn sage or something? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a, like a different form of... Cleansing. cleansing like burning sage or something like that cool i looked mm-hmm. it up and i was like this thing is apparently good for everything it's a perfume it's a cologne you can use it as a skincare product uh oh, you can awesome. do ritual yeah. magic with it like <laughs> it's great there's in no end. a bath <laughs> oh super nice. mm-hmm. and also since it is a cologne it's mostly alcohol which means people have been using it as a hand sanitizer oh, for great. COVID. That's great. Yeah. I love that. 
Is it actually high mm-hmm. enough alcohol content for that? Yeah, it is. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But most perfumes are, I think. So. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I've actually seen a lot of people confused about what alcohol content hand sanitizer needs to be. And, like, not buying hand sanitizers that aren't over 90%. Hand sanitizer only needs to be, I think, over 60% alcohol. Mm-hmm. But, like, like we went to, my girlfriend and I went to CVS the other day, and they were out of, like, all the hand sanitizers except one of them, and the one they still had said it was, like, 80% alcohol or something, and I was like, oh, I bet people aren't buying this because it's, like, a slightly lower alcohol content. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. if you're willing to know what alcohol content you need, there's hand sanitizer at CVS. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen a lot of people who are just mixing in, like, rubbing alcohol with hand sanitizer if they feel like it's not strong enough. Yeah, yeah. And you can also make your own with, like, rubbing alcohol and some aloe to, like, make it not so harsh on your skin. Mmm, nice. We were we were thinking about doing that, but we couldn't figure out where to get aloe. To, uh-huh. Like, like aloe vera um, as, like, a gel. I've seen it at the dollar store. Really? Mm-hmm. That's actually a good idea. We looked mostly, I mean, we looked at CVS and we looked at, we looked at like some grocery store or something and we were like, I don't actually know where this product would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the dollar store has been very good for a lot of weird things that most people aren't thinking about. Fair. I think we have like a 97 cent store or something by our house, so maybe I'll try that. <laughs> That sounds like it will have every. It sounds a little bit cursed, but like it'll probably have stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about um, using alternative medicine for mental illness. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about the placebo effect up top, because a lot of alternative medicine kind of functions off of the placebo effect. And it's that's very effective for some mental illnesses. So for people who have like mild to moderate depression or anxiety, um, something like they have, you know, infrequent panic attacks, um, the placebo effect is very effective on them, Um, which means that Mm -hmm. using alternative medicine to treat like a mild anxiety disorder is actually not a terrible idea. That might work pretty well because placebo effect treats distress. And if you're you know, if the condition you're trying to treat to treat is basically a distress condition, like you have stress-induced panic attacks, a placebo will work well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not as effective as actual medications for those things, but like they're still very effective. Uh, placebo response rates are pretty low, however, in treating schizophrenia, dementia, or any other psychosis. Um, so that's not going to work with these alternative medicines (laughs) Um, when it comes to like slightly more I guess severe mental illnesses placebo effect really doesn't do that much Um, and I know that that's something that a lot of people say like well but even if it like you know even if it's not really helping but you think it's helping it's helping and um, a most recent study was done that said uh, less than 20% of patients with psychosis have any results for, from placebos. So no, that's not effective. <laughs> hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I guess it's not effective for no one. It's effective for less than 20% of patients, which isn't zero. But 
that's still like we shouldn't be recommending something that works as a placebo as like a blanket treatment no not at all all right so first and i'm also curious if you've ever heard like had anybody tell you to try these we should also mention for sake of this podcast that we're both schizophrenic (laughs) yes (laughs) i was gonna be like has anybody told you to do this and then i was like i should probably explain why someone might tell you to do these things (laughs) (laughs) yeah so vitamins has anyone told you you can treat yourself with vitamins um i have found a couple of news articles that have said specific things about specific vitamins i don't remember exactly which ones but one i remember was fish oil which i don't know if that counts as a vitamin or not it does um fish oil has some b vitamins in it and it has omega-3s i believe um which i mean don't hurt that you'll be healthy in general um and b vitamins are a tiny bit health helpful so b6 which is actually a vitamin that i take for other reasons um like non-mental health related but b6 is useful in managing some like like akathisia or like some other things that can be comorbid with schizophrenia but it's not helpful in actually treating them or treating schizophrenia itself but it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a can't hurt (laughs) um unless you're taking way too much of it Mm -hmm. the the b6 that i take is actually like a prescription vitamin for uh to help with nerve conduction Hmm. so not bad um these are often recommended by doctors in addition to prescriptions and that's pretty safe if a doctor is saying like okay i'm going to give you these real meds and then i'm also going to have you take a vitamin with them (laughs) um that's good um there was also this guy named abram hoffer who in i think the late 90s maybe early 2000s made a huge push for niacin as a sole treatment option um which is just another name for b3 Uh, And his research was found to be super flawed and couldn't be replicated, but he spent a bunch of his career saying, stop giving people drugs, we can completely treat psychosis with B3. (laughs) Which, (laughs) Well, what I will say about niacin is that most of the other schizos that I know are very addicted to caffeine and energy drinks specifically, and niacin is definitely something that they put in energy drinks. Yes, I, yes, I'm drinking spiked coffee as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, and, I mean, I, I also find that with, like, a lot of people, not even just schizophrenics, but, like, other any mentally ill people I know are, like, always have some kind of psychoactive in their hand, like, I'm drinking coffee if it's the morning, I'm drinking alcohol if it's the evening, like, and I wonder if that does have to do with the niacin but i also think it just has to do with wanting some kind of psychoactive you know Uh, what was that you're breaking up a little bit oh sorry i wonder if it has to do with the niacin specifically or just wanting an upper or a downer or any psychoactives like i know i know a lot of schizophrenics also smoke that's like super super common Mm-hmm. And I don't think that has niacin in it. No, but um, 
I am also drinking a whiskey sour as we speak. So <laughs> I think that um, I think that every little bit of psychoactive control that you can get is incredibly useful. Um, yes. Especially with um, schizoaffective bipolar because that has the 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 bipolar sort of mood swings. Yes. So you need to be able to treat either uh, end of the spectrum any way that you can. Yeah. Or at least I have. Any way that you can self-medicate, like, okay, we need to be a little more awake. Okay, we need to not be awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what about um, diet? The two big ones are gluten-free and raw paleo. Mm-hmm. I have definitely been, it's been recommended to me to go gluten-free. Um, I haven't done it ever. Um, it's occasionally recommended by psychologists. It, it was never been re- recommended to me by a psychologist, but I was able to find some psychologists online who do think that that can be helpful. Um, and then the paleo diet seems mm-hmm. to be just a more extreme version of being gluten-free because the paleo diet is mostly or all gluten-free, depending how you're doing it. Um, and then it's just generally pretty healthy. I mean, it can be a lot of meat if you're doing paleo and not raw paleo and that can be like not great for cholesterol but it's neither of these are like particularly dangerous Mm -hmm. um i will say that i found one person recommending raw paleo online and their reasoning was quote because histamine producing gut bacteria are draining the body of what it needs to get rid of dopamine and i don't think that's how that works Hmm. (laughs) entirely um Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say I'm, like, on the fence about the raw paleo. Um, have you been recommended either of these? Um, no, I'm actually gluten-free, but that is because um, when I was 16 or something, I found out that uh, eating bread just made my stomach hurt so badly. Uh-huh. Um, and now after being a couple of years gluten-free, um I will just literally throw up if I eat gluten. So that's my reasoning. Um, I I was going to say I don't think my mental illness has gotten any better, but it has only because I've gotten better at taking care of myself and uh, have been taking my meds. Right, Um, but you can link that to things definitively that aren't just not eating bread. Yeah. So as for being gluten-free... I don't believe that has helped me in any way. Um, I guess I can see the correlation between there's just that very simple fact where if you eat healthy for whatever your body is, then you're going to feel better, of course. Yeah. 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 I would say that's probably true of both these diets of like, if you feel better, like physically on this diet, you probably are going to feel better in general. Like just being healthy, you know, that's why exercise is like a little bit helpful too. Like just feeling physically better cannot hurt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I also saw when I was looking at diets, a lot of talk about like this idea of cutting toxins out of your diet, (laughs) which is vague. Toxins is a really vague word. It gets thrown around absolutely endlessly in alternative medicine. Um, 
I even found one diet that went so far as to be like, once you start it, you need to go do colon cleanses, you need to get a dental cleaning, you need to take a specific supplement that helps clean your liver, and another one that helps clean your kidneys, you need to go to a sauna to clean your body through sweating out the toxins, <laughs> and it like, ultimately just like was implying that like, you could literally like, clean the mental illness out of your body. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds awesome, but like probably not true. That sounds very uh, medieval. It you know, really does. It's, it's feels similar to like bloodletting. Yeah, like go sweat out the like. I love to get a dental cleaning too. Like, <laughs> oh my god, not bad advice. I probably should get a dental cleaning, but like I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna do. Hello, sorry to interrupt. This is Steve from the future telling you that we are sponsored. I'm sorry, we're not sponsored. I just screwed up the audio, so I need to give a little insert here. Bad things happen when you pre-record your episode for the first time. Um, so I lost a tiny bit of audio, and the audio that we lost was me talking about Ayurvedic medicine. Um, Ayurvedic medicine has a really interesting view on psychiatric uh, disorders, such as schizophrenia, and says that they come from an imbalance of energies on an inner level. Um, they believe that you can have uh, sort of a distortion of the subtle or astral body comprised of life force, um, and their possible treatments for schizophrenia are based on this. So they're like prayer, visualization, et cetera, et cetera. They also recommend um, things like exercise and a couple herbs and changing your diet, all of which aren't bad ideas, but definitely aren't going to treat psychosis. Um, <laughs> they also claim that some of the, uh, causes for schizophrenia could be eating spoiled food, uh, having been poisoned with a weak poison, or simply thinking too much. Um, and while most of their cures are pretty harmless, uh, if you do them, like, they're not going to hurt you. I mean, obviously going off your real meds is going to hurt you, but the cures themselves aren't. Um, they unfortunately do have one cure, which they say is the best thing for banishing insanity. And that's something called cow's urine potion. Um, the recipe is cow's urine is cooked in about three kilograms of ghee together with 200 grams of asafoetida, dark salt, and a mixture of black pepper, long pepper, and dried ginger. Uh, yeah, so that's the best thing there is for banishing insanity. You make it and then you drink it. How often do you drink it? Just once? I... Every day? I don't know. It didn't say that. It just said the recipe. <laughs> I wish it had said that on that website, but no, it just gave the recipe and was like, this will help. <laughs> I hope you just drink it once because you're drinking cow pee. <laughs> I don't want to do that every day. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. That's, that's an interesting one I've not heard yet. Yeah, that one was new to me too. Mm. Okay, so my next one is essential oils. Mm -hmm. Um, and these, like, you will find that, like, actual therapists will be like, maybe you should get an essential oil that you, like, really like the smell of and, like, use it to, like, calm yourself down or, like, you know, just, like, as, like, a sensory thing to, like, remind yourself of a real thing or, like, they're helpful, um, for some people in managing stress. They have no, mm -hmm. they have no benefit in actually treating anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they smell nice and they're soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because 
essential oils are like such a big part of like there's so many like weird multi-level marketing schemes that like try to sell you essential oils um they get recommended as a treatment for like a ridiculous amount of things because people who know almost nothing about them are trying to sell them Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, any claim about essential oils, probably be careful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, and yeah. I've also heard from a lot of essential oil people that um, if you've tried it a lot of times and it hasn't worked for you, it's because the essential oils you were buying are not good enough. Right, Or they're, like, too. watered down or diluted or... Uh, fake or something so you should buy theirs because they have the best one exactly (laughs) even though you already know it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) don't love that (laughs) um but yeah the essential oils that are most most recommended are chamomile because it's calming rosemary and clary sage because they help with memory Hmm. um and i actually saw one website talking about how you can slowly wean yourself off of prescription antipsychotics using clary sage oil. Oh, dear Lord. And I was like, oh, this is where this gets really bad. You're telling people to go off their meds. <laughs> Rosemary is used in exorcism sometimes, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actually makes sense. I can see that. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> next we have one of my favorite things um homeopathy oh this is a fun one i first want to talk about what homeopathics are (laughs) uh and i'm gonna read you a little like description from a website that sells homeopathics the dosage is not related to the weight or age of the patient um 80 pellets in each tube each dose should be placed under the tongue of adults and children, or in the cheek of an infant where they will dissolve. Uh, no side effects, no drug interaction. <laughs> uh, for informational purposes only, not intended for, and neither should it be taken as a substitute for professional medical advice. Um, and the reason that homeopathics say on them that you can take, you can take the same dosage for any age and any weight Um, and there's no side effects and no drug interactions and you can't overdose on them is because they don't have any active ingredient. (laughs) They have water and sugar in them. Um, a typical, Mm -hmm. a typical homeopathic has a 30 C preparation, which means it's diluted 30 times through the process of you take your one active ingredient and you put it in 10 parts of water. Then you mix that, then you take that solution and put that solution in 10 parts of water. And then you take one part of that solution and put that in 10 parts of water. So on and so forth 30 times. Um, There's some homeopathics that you can buy in stores that are advertised as medicine. And you have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting any of the active ingredient in a pill that's in that bottle. (laughs) (laughs) So... They're nothing. They're sugar and water. <laughs> so let's talk about which ones you should take. <laughs> um, so the first most recommended one is Lachesis Muta, which is, quote, for a high degree of suspicion. Um, it's an extraction of the venom of a South Central American snake, 
but it's so diluted that even though this venom is toxic, it doesn't matter because you're not getting any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I found a website that explains this medication in a super useful way, which doesn't list what it actually treats, but they talk about for like five pages how this medicine has like snake energy and like everything that the snake is used as a metaphor for and how like this has that metaphorical power. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, it's a sugar pill with, I guess, snake energy. <laughs> but it's supposed to treat a high degree of suspicion. So if you feel suspicious about things, <laughs> this will help. Is that supposed to mean paranoia? I, I wonder. Think, I think that's what it's supposed to mean, yes. Okay. Um... The next one is supposed to be for auditory hallucinations. Um, And the website does explain, like, this treats auditory hallucinations, blah, blah, blah. The website that I looked at also implied that auditory hallucinations are literally the voices of dead people, which seemed a little unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that I can take a sugar pill and dead people will stop talking to me, so... (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Um, there's another one that is specifically for the delusion of being poisoned. Oh, okay. So not delusions in general, <laughs> only if you feel you have been poisoned or are going to be poisoned. <laughs> um, another one that treats the suspicion that you are being talked about, just that one. <laughs> uh, another one treats... For delusions and conspiracies of being murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another one treats, For the sensation of being under superhuman control. I love that these are all very specific hallucinations or delusions that you would have. I... Some of these are so specific that I'm like, I don't think I know anyone who's had that exact thing. (laughs) quite a quite a specificity Mm -hmm. um oh and another one is uh specifically for delusions of grandiosity (laughs) i could probably use that i actually didn't write down which one that was (laughs) (laughs) i've been meaning um i've been meaning at some point on on this show to do an episode where I overdose on homeopathics to prove that they aren't real. <laughs> and maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a bunch of the ones that are supposed to treat schizophrenia so that if they do work, they're, you know, actually being useful for something. <laughs> yeah, it's a win-win, I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found a lot of websites saying that yoga could be a treatment in and of itself. Hmm. I am super skeptical on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Again, though, like, exercise is good for you. You will feel better if you have the, like, your body is healthy and you have the structure of, like, a yoga practice every morning. That's not going to hurt you. Um, However, this, like, yoga thing is often paired with you should do meditation. And personally, for me, meditation is, like, the worst thing. I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. But, like... A lot of mental health professionals are like, you should try meditation. And I'm like, I don't really want to just, like, sit in silence and, like, focus on my thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I do use meditation, uh-huh. not for anything mental illness related, but just for, because I do practice, uh, like, magic and other things, like yeah. autism. Um, but I definitely cannot meditate while I'm hallucinating or under a big delusion. Yeah. Um, because that just makes it... Because then you're just worse. sitting there listening to it, like... Yeah, like and I'm already me, doing that. Right, for me the solution <laughs> is like, okay, I'm going to listen to a podcast, I'm going to focus on like that voice that's like real and coming out of my computer, you know? Mm-hmm. Just being like, alright, I'm going to sit in quiet, like... Yeah, I think if anything, doing that would make me more um, susceptible to believing the delusions. Same, same, mm-hmm. same, or I just like... If, if I'm having, like, a voice that I'm, like, able to tune out if I focus on something else, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to meditate, like, now I'm just listening to it. That's not helpful. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I feel like that almost mixes it up with, um, it's, it makes it a little bit closer to feeling like you're being talked to by God or something. Yeah. Um, which I know a lot of people who are not mentally ill believe happens in meditation, um, right. And I know I believe when I'm under a lot of delusion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So I found a couple. Oh, my timer is completely wrong. That's really helpful. Um, I found a couple other. <laughs> really fun claims while I was doing research that I just, like, came across, and I didn't have enough, like, meat on them to be like, this is a whole treatment in and of itself. Um, But I did find a website where everyone on that forum was convinced that both schizophrenia and depression are viruses that you can catch. (laughs) (laughs) And it sent me down this, like, really fun rabbit hole of imagining, like, the world right now with COVID-19, but, like, don't go outside, you're gonna catch depression, like. (laughs) Okay, I actually have heard this one um, from a friend of mine's mom, Uh um, who is definitely bipolar, both the friend and the mom, (laughs) Um, and she came out and started talking about how they believe uh, bipolar and schizophrenia are both caused by a brain virus uh-huh. and that's why they're um only genetically passed down because nothing contacts the brain except for when you're in the womb i guess god um, so that's the only way that it can be passed down unless they're doing like brain surgery on you huh. um and then it somehow gets into your brain as well or something right right <laughs> oh wow um, yeah i think the um the people that I were seeing talk about this were talking about, like, they, they like, were avoiding family members who, like, had a mental illness so they didn't catch it. So this seemed to be, like, easier to transmit than that. Mm. that I, that's, like, a slightly... I don't think that's true, but it's slightly more reasonable to be, like, this is a brain virus, therefore it's passed down, like, genetically or seemingly genetically. Mm-hmm. That at least agrees with the statistics of there's a genetic component. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. 
I mean, not uh-huh. good that there's a genetic component, but good that that's in line with, like, at least something real. Yeah. The issue that I have with it is, um, like, I could potentially see something like that being real, I guess. The one where it's only passed down through contact with the brain or something. Uh-huh. But that doesn't put you any closer to finding a cure for it because no. viruses can't really be cured. They can only be treated. Well, maybe which... wait, maybe you could be vaccinated against it. Oh, wow. So I... everybody has like a slight case of schizophrenia for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you just you do it. It's an early vaccination. You do it while they're a toddler. They won't even remember. <laughs> 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 I kind of love that. I did I did actually see a website that was talking about I got I forget what it was. It was like some herb or something and I didn't end up including it in my outline. So I'll try to talk about it from memory. Um but it was a website where they were talking about you should take this herb during pregnancy to prevent your child from having psychosis later in life. Oh wow. Um and I kind of doubt that that works but it also seemed really interesting to me that all of these people on that forum were like yeah i don't have anyone in my family who has it no i'm not genetically predisposed to it i'm just like obsessively worried that my unborn child will have it so like i need to find a preventative measure (laughs) that's interesting that's an interesting uh case yeah i i really thought it was (laughs) Mm. um Okay, another, actually, another thing that I'll say is one of the, this was probably the hardest episode to, to research, um, because I, like, I, a lot of my research, like, starts on forums, and then I, like, kind of take that and then go, like, read some, you know, actual studies on it and whatever to see, you know, what are people claiming on their, on their forums where they feel safe talking about it, and then what does real science say about that claim, and then is anyone trying to make money off that claim, um, but it was very hard on these forums to piece out, like, who who thinks they're, like, a doctor but isn't really a doctor and is recommending this, and who is a, like, fellow schizophrenic person who's been convinced to go off their meds by someone on this forum and is now parroting something super crazy. But I shouldn't say that that's, like, a claim of what they're telling other people to do, because they're not actually telling other people to do it. They're just explaining the crazy thing that they're doing now because they were told to go off their meds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting, uh, research. It uh, creates problem. for like a bad echo chamber, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the, one of the claims that I found that I was like, this might just be someone having a really bad day. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> was someone saying that the actual solution is just to take baths, and if you, like, scrub yourself hard enough in the bath, you will wash away the voices. They will just go down the drain. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds like a bad day for me, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I. The only reason that I'm including it is because they were saying, like, everyone else should do this. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh man, dude, like, I'm sorry that mm-hmm. you've been doing that all morning, but like everyone else should not do that. Yeah. I mean, I've also had the the idea that I should drink, um, like, bug poison to uh-huh. get rid of my 
bug hallucinations, the tactile ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not suggest anyone do that. I did not do that, luckily, because I did not have any bug poison on hand. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then the f- other, the other fun claim that I found that I ended up not researching just because I kind of ran out of time was someone saying that you can completely cure yourself uh, with CBD oil. <laughs> that is that is one I've heard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am so certain that that's not true that I didn't bother researching it. I know that CBD oil does have like benefits. I'm not saying it doesn't do anything, but it's not going to do that. Yeah. You know, I, so I end up getting a lot of free things, like free samples in the mail. Uh Um, And about two days ago, I got uh, some free CBD gummies. Uh Um, And so uh, the day before yesterday, I took one of them. It was only like 10 milligrams or something. I guess that's a very small dose. Yeah. And then yesterday I took two of them, the remaining two. So that was 20 milligrams. Uh Um, And I was like, you know, I might as well try it out. Right. Uh, see if it does anything. Um, and I guess, so I assume to be like more relaxed or something. I know it helps like muscle pain and anxiety yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, but I guess these ones were supposed to give you energy for some <laughs> reason, even though they had no other active ingredients huh. um, compared to other cbd ones that like make you relaxed this is like how people think different strains of weed truly do deeply different things yeah i mean but i i don't think cbd they have different types of cbd yeah um, compared to the different types of weed that's true Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think mean, maybe it... the only difference was that one of them was like coffee flavored. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I definitely did not feel better yesterday. I had a very weird day um, yesterday and the day before where I was just like very mentally exhausted. Aww. But I have thought about trying CBD for um, like symptoms like that. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been scared to because I don't know if you how often or if you do smoke weed, but it is really, really bad for me and a lot of other schizophrenics I know. I have not touched weed since I like I smoked once after my positive symptoms started and it was so bad that I was like, I am never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't ever touch it again. Yeah, I, I smoked. Will. I smoked like almost every day, like before my positive symptoms started, and it was totally fine. And then, like for some reason, once my brain was like, "We're doing this now," I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which? Yeah. So I. Yeah. I have the superstition kind of that the CBD is similar and will do kind of similar things. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Um, it's been I've actually to read me. that um, CBD, I don't know if this was like an academic article or like a pseudo-academic article, but I have read that the CBD will reduce the negative symptoms in schizophrenia. Oh, um, huh. That is not what happened to me. Yes, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, I've been like definitely recommended CBD for chronic pain because I've had this like weird mobility issue that comes with a lot of back pain the last couple months. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And I, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I should try that because, like, a lot of, like, over-the-counter pain meds aren't enough. But, like, I don't really want to start taking, you know, uh, prescription pain medications because that's, like, a, not a great road to travel down. Um, mm -hmm. And I keep being like, maybe I should try CBD. And then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of scared of it, though, because, like, I know it's not, I don't know, technically it doesn't mm -hmm. have, like, THC in it, but, like, that was such a bad idea to, like, smoke anything that, like, kind of scares me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably I should try it, but it's also kind of expensive. Yeah, it's really expensive, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> hmm. Me so neither. So as for different cures mm -hmm. for schizophrenia, have you heard anything about um, cutting out sugar? Cutting out sugar. I mm -hmm. think, oh, wow. I think I've heard of that like once like a year ago or something. And I totally mm -hmm. forgot about it. And I didn't see it when I was looking up like what diet should I go on to cure my schizophrenia? Like I never saw that, but I definitely heard that in the past. Mm -hmm. Do you know why that's supposed to be helpful? Um, I have no idea, actually. Um, I think it might be just refined sugar, which might be similar to the paleo thing. Um, uh -huh. But I have heard that. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would rather just keep eating my ice cream than I would cut out sugar and cure my schizophrenia. <laughs> I... So I googled called cutting out sugar for schizophrenia, and there's like a, a WebMD article that pops up, and the WebMD article starts with, it's been well established that people with schizophrenia are bad eaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'm I sure that has know. no co correlation to the fact that so many schizophrenics are poor or homeless or anything like that no it's absolutely just we lack the discipline <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh boy <laughs> yeah this says this says people with schizophrenia should cut out sugar because we're bad eaters to begin with and i guess we have a higher risk of diabetes hmm. okay uh but also like I've read several other studies that say that, like, poor people have a higher risk of diabetes because cheap food is highly processed food with a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. Um, and that's what you can afford on a budget or on food stamps usually. So I'm wondering if schizophrenics are not actually at higher risk for diabetes, but just happen to often be on food stamps or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to be my, <laughs> that's going to be my best guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. uh. Um, okay, we should wrap up pretty soon, because um, I'm going to do, like, a little, some little bumpers on this, um, because it's pre-recorded. Um, yeah, is there anything else, anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe, okay, maybe I'll bring up the fact that as much as I love hearing the ridiculous claims that people make about the how to cure these things specifically about how to cure mental illness in general um and a lot of other 
new agey cures that I think your show talks about a lot mm-hmm. is that they're very fun and I love to make fun of them. But my main problem with them is this strange guilt it instills upon people yes. where it essentially is just saying that you're doing it to yourself and the reason that you feel bad or are sick or whatever are is because you have no discipline or you're poor and can't afford fancy food or something like that. Absolutely. Or especially with something like Ayurveda that's saying like, you know, this is because you thought too much or you like have an imbalance in your energies, like somehow you've done something wrong and that's why you're mentally ill. Mm-hmm. That is like yeah. a super yikes dangerous rhetoric. Mm-hmm. I will also say that like, Yeah, I found a lot of these claims to be, even though the things they're recommending are not incredibly dangerous to do, like, you know, do yoga or, like, smell essential oils, like, those aren't going to really hurt you, but these claims are trying to, like, have, you know, they're trying to make money off of or have power over, like, a demographic of people where one of the defining factors is, like, these people have delusions, Mm-hmm. And trying to like convince that demographic to do these like things that are a bad idea is just so predatory. Yeah. And definitely the only time that I've tried to use any of these weird solutions to cure myself is when I'm definitely um, having some serious delusions and I'm having a very bad time where I'm in a very bad position. Yes. Um, yes. You're like. And- putting these like quote-unquote cures out there is like especially when you're profiting off of them by like selling supplements or something is like you're really preying on someone who's in like a terrible position and can't parse out if what you're saying is true or not yeah exactly um which is like you know obviously not all the time but like right that is exactly the time that someone is going to go searching for these is when they're like having a really difficult time Mm -hmm. um and obviously like you know, I host a show about parsing out what things are true or not. So, like, it's not like I can't do that ever. But but mm-hmm. at the point where I would go searching for stuff like this, I would not be in a position to parse out if people were trying to, like, get me to spend money at their online store or whatever. Um, or if they yeah. actually wanted to be helpful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have... um? You are you are an artist. Do you have a social media or website or anything you would like to plug? Um, yes, I do. Um, I mostly use Instagram for that. Um, my art Instagram is Hell Martinez. That's Hell with one L T L. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I have a website too, but I guess that's linked to on the Instagram. Nice. Um. So yeah, that's that's about all. Cool. And yeah. most of my art focuses on either schizophrenia or uh, healing practices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you make good stuff. People should definitely go follow you. Thank you. Yeah, and sometimes, oh, sometimes you offer tarot readings. I do. I do offer tarot readings. So um, hit him up for that. Too. Right now, I'm trying to do them for free since I know a lot of people don't have money. Um, 
if you want, you can message me on my art Instagram um, and let me know you want a reading. That would be awesome. If you want to donate me some money, that'd be awesome too. Um, I guess if you want more uh, good old-fashioned schizophrenia cons, <laughs> um, then you can follow me on Schizo is Cool, which is my personal one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. That's about all I have to say. That is great. I'm going to stop us a little bit short of the hour because I'm going to like do some bumpering on this since it's our first pre-recorded episode. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. That was fun to get to discuss those things with you. <laughs> I, had, yeah. I had a good time researching this. Yeah, this is this. great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening to It Definitely Can Hurt. If you have a question or topic suggestion related to alternative medicine that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please send an email to itdefinitelycanhurt at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.